Good morning and welcome to Monday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com, and I hope you had a great weekend. I know I did. I golfed on Saturday. Uh, not very well. You'd think by now it'd get better, uh, but still, it beats sitting on the couch, uh, rained all day here yesterday uh watched uh, the Ryder cup uh, i don't know if you caught that uh, the americans uh, we don't normally do very well in that event uh, we, we we took it home crushed the europeans uh i actually i hate to say it uh my friends and i we had a little wager uh, i didn't win that either it was it was i took a lot of losses this weekend let's just leave it at that uh lost on the golf course uh Lost on my bets, and, well, it's time to get back to work to pay for them all. Uh, as always, joined with my partner uh, from Colorado, Jason Walker. Jason, uh, it's Monday. It's time to get the uh, get the car started again, get back to work. Uh, I know you guys had an event at the radio station on Friday, and, and uh, we had a lot of great things happening up there. How you doing today? You ready to start for? You ready for another week? Yeah, I, th- I think I already got a hundred things done already before the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just running around getting things done. I uh, I wouldn't run around quite as much if I would do the twelve or fourteen hour days every day. Then I would have more time to get everything done, but. As soon as you have a 12-hour or 14-hour day, you just fill that one up too, Joe. So I, uh, I just squish as much as I can into my regular day. <laughs> That's it. Just stuff it all in there, uh, and, and eventually it'll fit. Yes, it's the uh, five-pound sack with 10 pounds of stuff to do out there. Uh, everybody, you know, we, we had this crazy week last week. Jay Powell coming out with all of his ridiculous comments. Uh, we got an interesting market right now. Gold's pretty flat. Silver's up 30 cents. The Dow is heavily mixed. Uh, the 10-year note did touch 1.5%, uh, but the dollar was mixed. So it, it, it's really been uh, kind of interesting. Nobody knows really what to think or what to do. I, I think everybody's just kind of waiting for the next shoe to drop, Jason. Yeah, I saw that, the little spike in the rates, the uh, the Treasury rates last week, and uh, I'm wondering if they're just anticipating taper and they, uh, they're they getting ahead of it. That's that's what it appears to be, Joe. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're, you know, again, I don't even know if they're anticipating taper. And I, I like to call it the great pretend, you know, where they're, they're pretending that what the Fed says has some kind of credibility. But when you look at the dollar, it certainly doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, the dollar, you would think with the uh, the move that the 10-year notes had over the last, well, I guess from, say, Wednesday afternoon till to this morning, uh, that the dollar would be having a, a huge rally. But it just isn't. And, 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 and for a lot of different reasons. Uh, but I, I will say this, a very interesting development happening uh, in China, you know, Jason and I reported it last week, late in the week. I did not realize how quickly things were going to move, uh, but it appears that the energy crunch, and this is rearing its head. I don't know if you're in the U.K., there, there's gas lines in the U.K. Uh, they're talking about calling out 
uh, the UK's version of the National Guard to keep law and order uh, because they're saying that up to 90% of all gas stations in the UK could be out of gas, Jason. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> I and heard that. Yesterday, yeah, right? I mean, great. Wow, what? But yet here it is, and then probably the bigger news is China has followed through and has started to reduce the power at all of its manufacturing. China doesn't have like a manufacturing hub. They got manufacturing cities. And to give you an idea, the size of these cities are some of the biggest cities uh, in the world. You know, the, the, we're not talking about, uh, you know, say the, say the city of Phoenix as an example. That's not anywhere close to big enough. These are massive places, and the the who's who has been out today uh, reporting that they are going to be affected. So this supply shortage of stuff looks like it's going to, not only is it going to continue, Jason, but it looks like it's going to get worse. I think it's going to get worse, Joe. I'll, uh, later in the show, I'll talk a little bit more about Evergrande, which seems to be the, oh, it's really bad. No, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's really bad. I, I got some more information on that. And when a, when a company that employs uh, 200,000 Chinese people and has 4 million independent contractors suddenly is just going to stop doing business, <laughs> it really is not going to be good for China. And it, it looks like contagion is very possible here and all over the world. Yeah, there's there's so many things on the radar, and, and like I said, I think this is this is the this next say six weeks is what type of uh, I think we're getting a storm. The question is going to be if we can use a I guess a hurricane reference. What what is going to be the type of storm? Is it going to be a category one? Uh, or a Category 5 or something in between right now, uh, I will tell you, it's too early to tell, but it, it's certainly looking like this thing's going to get a lot bigger uh, before things get better, Jason. You know, when Trump was running for president in 2016, he mentioned defaulting on the debt as, a, as, a, as an economic tool to get through some bad stuff coming. And uh, now you got Republicans and people in Congress saying, oh, well, what, maybe, maybe we should default. Right, yeah, yeah right. Yes. That, that would be category because you got, category five. We got Joe. the debt ceiling coming, right? That's another thing we haven't really talked about a lot. Yeah, so many things. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. A couple of announcements of the metals program has started. Uh, the shipping has started. Uh, Brittany is anticipating being done. Hopefully. Uh, as early as this week, uh, by next week for sure. Uh, the Silver Eagles for Phoenix are here. Uh, my wife actually uh, went to uh, the Bullion Bank and, and picked up the Silver Eagles. As uh, a lot of you, as I was telling you, uh, there was a big heist in the FedEx, or the I'm sorry, the UPS facility here in Phoenix uh, that... Uh, involved a large large quantity of silver uh so my wife went and and picked it up that if you've been waiting for those uh Brittany and uh connie they'll be calling you today or tomorrow uh to come and get your product uh for those of you that were waiting on any shipments of silver eagles uh those will also go out 
Uh, so we should be we should be all caught up here, uh, medals, plans, and everything uh, by by the end of the of the week this week. So we're really we're on top of it. So get ready. Uh, remember too, we 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 have switched to shipping via FedEx. Um, for those of you, check your emails because you'll be getting email notifications on as to where your package is. And I know uh, for those of you that have asked, uh, we'll call you with that information uh, as well. But we are talking about a couple of things. Let's start, Jason, let's start with you. We'll go to the, the latest. You know, we were talking about Evergrande. That is the uh, the real estate developer, uh, the second largest real estate developer in China. And when you, you know, you got to remember when we talk about real estate development in China, uh, it makes U.S. real estate development look like uh, it's kind of like comparing Mexico's real estate development to that of the United States. That's how much bigger uh, China's market is than ours. So uh, what have you learned? What's new on, on that horizon, Jason? Uh, I think three small points, and then I'll just let you react. Uh, it seems that uh, 75% of their $350 billion in debt is in dollars now. There's a couple of reports I saw. Whether you believe these reports or not, I, I'm always skeptical of any report, but it appears that 75% of the debt is not in yuans, it's in dollars. Number two, uh, they defaulted on the dollar-denominated debt last week, and the, the whole, hey, we paid the Chinese debt part of it, well, apparently they lied about that. They didn't pay the Chinese debt either. Uh, the third thing is uh, that they are now worried that there is a, uh, you know, this is all uh, back market stuff. There may be a, a heavy, huge amount of derivatives that uh, they're worried about. It sounds a lot like 2008, Joe. It really sounds a lot like 2008. Well, you're right about this. So the, the one thing we can uh, at least uh, confirm, there's no doubt the largest piece of their debt was in dollar bonds. Right. So they, you know, re- you got to remember now, free trade was really about the banks wanting to get into China. And so the the fact that they're in there making dollar denominated loans uh, that that's uh, kind of you know before the and you got to remember before China made reserve currency status, right, that for a lot of places they're like hey I want dollar denominated because I I don't need renminbi's I don't want lo- loans in in renminbi's and, and now of course uh, China uh, kind of sticking it to the to the Americans, if you will, with the dollar-denominated assets, uh, and and, and it, it, it'll be interesting to find out who is holding those derivatives, because you know that's what they do with all of these loans. It doesn't matter if it's U.S. debt, Chinese debt, you know, European debt. They securitize everything. It's also would be interesting and, to find out if is actually getting paid back with any money at all. <laughs> is anyone getting some of their money back? You know, Joe. Yeah, and, and and there's conflicted, like you said, uh, they were supposed to pay the Chinese part of it, uh, and, and nobody really knows. I know Goldman Sachs was out saying, "Hey, we, we don't even know. We have no, we don't even have a guess as to how this is going to play out." Uh, because, well, let's face it, uh, the Chinese authorities will do what they want, when they want, and how they want to do it. Right, Jason? 
Correct. And if there is, since it is heavy in dollar denomination debt, uh, the idea that there's a lot of derivatives based on this, a lot of betting, uh, is a pretty scary uh, situation worldwide. And you know, Australia and these other countries are they're heavily leveraged in this in, in these these uh, housing companies and uh, commodity companies in China. So it's uh, <laughs> you could see worldwide chaos really soon. Just add that to the list of things. It's so many. I mean, it's really crazy when you're we're watching all of these things and, and somehow Wall Street seemingly, ah, we're going to ignore that. Uh, inflation, yeah, we're going to ignore that. Uh, I don't even know how many, however many ships are out there. Wait, we're going to ignore that, right? We, all record levels of inflation, we're ignoring that. I can't tell you how many companies have pre-reported on earnings saying, hey, listen, we're missing. Right? And, and when they're missing, that means they're missing to the downside. Right? They're, yep. they're not coming out and raising guidance. They're out there lowering. And Jason said, you know, most people don't know this. But a huge chunk of Wall Street's in bear market territory. It's just not the the main stocks, right? It's not Apple and Amazon, uh, so people tend not to notice. Uh, but it, it's really starting to to build and get concerning. So uh, as I mentioned, yet last week we talked about this energy crisis. Now, I don't know why. We seemingly have this energy crisis, but it seems to be spreading, right? Europe's got a problem. Natural gas prices haven't been this high in I don't know when. When you have manufacturers saying, you know what? The energy price is so high. And and a lot of people, this is hard, Jason, for people to get their arms around. You could be paying thousands of dollars an hour if you happen to be pulling power at the wrong moment. If power demand gets so great, all of a sudden, something where normally, let's just say a, a, a power bill was normally $500. That power bill could be 50000 Jason, and that's why right. a lot of these places are shutting down. And, and I think the uh, the climate uh, the climate guys out there the uh, oh the uh, the global warming guys they're taking the economic climate and they're going to use it to their advantage. I, I just this forced false scarcity that Something, we have. Yeah, I, I will say this: something's weird here. So let me tell you what's happened in China just since Friday. China says that it is cracking down on energy consum- consumption. They say there's a slew of reasons for this. Guess what the first reasons are? It has nothing to do with anything other than price. Spiking prices for coal, natural gas, liquefied natural gas. These, you're talking sky-high prices. Second, by the way, by the way, just so you know, you know, we talk about China's number one. You know, they they import the most oil, right? We talk about copper and concrete and aluminum, liquid natural gas. They're the second biggest 
importer in the world. I mean, these are China's massive. As everyone is uh, competing for supply, they're they're saying that here's here's the type of inflation we're talking about. About six dollars for a British thermal unit. Okay, that was liquefied natural gas last year. Six bucks. For, and that's a million British thermal units. How much that is, who knows, but let's just say it's a lot. Today, $27.45. So you're not talking about 5% inflation. Heck, you're not talking about 50% inflation. I mean, we're about $2.5 away from 500% inflation. I mean, they, they, again, this is just simple math. Okay, well, if I've got to pay $27.50 for me to make this product, I would have to charge right, 2 3 400% more or simply just not make them. See, and Joe? of course, China's trying to control inflation, so now they're forcing they're ma- and who uses the power? Right? I mean, you got households, but, but manufacturers use a lot of power, Jason. And inflation makes a lot of people and, and companies do a lot of strange things. Uh, there's a truck stop. I won't mention exactly where it is, but it's just, there's a truck stop locally here. And uh, not, not a big chain. And uh, this guy, uh, I don't know the guy personally, but I know that when the oil prices start to go up, He's got this big area where he can keep tanker trucks, and he just loads them up and parks them out back so that when the inflated prices come in, he can always beat his competition by a few cents a gallon. And he's got the supply, and he doesn't have to lose on the margin. So, Joe, when, when this inflation, that's just you know, all these dollars, all these trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, which this time, unlike 2008, which went to the banks, this time it's, it's in the system, uh, it's, it's going to cause... Rich guys. I mean, we're, we're average guys, Joe. Imagine those billionaires out there. Let's we'll say they're prepping for uh, inflation. What are they going to buy? They're going to buy, why not energy, right? Why not store up on a whole bunch of energy so that you can pay less and less? For I mean, it's happening. You, you, you hit the key word. Store it and hold it. Store it and hold it. And force the prices. So let me let me tell you what's happened. China has ordered its manufacturers to temporarily halt production not slow it down not hey you know what <laughs> why don't you cut a shift right well you know uh, you're running 24 hours a day uh why don't you get rid of the graveyard shift or, and probably well probably wouldn't be the graveyard shift because uh the less power is being used in uh-uh close the whole thing down well, that'll help <laughs> the following companies this morning have announced that they are being affected by this Number one on the list, Apple. You thought your iPhone cost a lot now? Wait till you see what happens. Tesla, Intel, Navita, Qualcomm. Right? You think we've got chip shortages now? Wait till you see what happens. NXP, Infineon, ASE Technology. Uh, and, and those are just the some of the bigger ones. And they're saying that 
every major manufacturing uh, market in China has been on order to reduce energy consumption, and they're handing out suspensions of electrical supply. So they're just cutting it off. Even if they wanted to say, you know what, screw that, we're staying open. No, not happening. Uh, so th- this is going to be, I-, I have no idea the ramifications of this, but uh, one of them, they make uh, iPhone speaker components. <laughs> yeah, your, your uh, Christmas present, uh, an iPhone speaker is probably not happening, uh, but it's it's really throughout. Uh, Foxconn, right? We remember Foxconn, we all remember that. So remember they're going to employ, I don't even know, like five or 10,000 people in Wisconsin, remember? Yeah, that hasn't happened. By the way, they employ 350,000 workers. Wow. They make half of the world's iPhones. And they were just told to suspend production on Apple's newest iPhone, the 13. Then, here we go. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, gold's at seventeen fifty one. Uh, pretty flat here. It's up. It's up about a dollar. Uh, silver's up about thirty cents. Uh, Wall Street is mixed. Uh, the Nasdaq and the S and P in negative territory. Uh, the Dow is up, and I'm sure it's. Who knows if it's Netflix or Google or Amazon, whoever it may be. Uh, but the news out of China, this thing gets worse. So China, in an effort to try to lower energy prices, is now going to cause massive massive supply chain disruptions uh, all across the world. You know, it used to be, oh, if America got the sniffles, the rest of the world got a cold, you know, because we used to be uh, the big economic driver. But now, yes, we still got a, a huge economy, right? We got a $21 trillion economy. But it's all spending. You know, and, and we don't produce, right? Right now, we're just spending. And you look at the government, you know, look at the government uh, its budget this year, well, I don't budget, what they spent this year, and we're going to get these numbers. we got a few more days. This is the end of the fiscal year for the federal government here this week. But we're going to see a number, Jason, around $6.5 trillion. And you're sitting there and you're thinking, wait a minute, that's almost a third of the entire U.S. economy is federal government spending. And if you threw state and local government spending in there, right, you it'd be, it'd be even more than that. Right. And now uh, we've got crazy things. Crazy things. Who would, wait a minute. Energy costs are so high, shut down your factory. Just shut them down. And, and this is happening, and it is funny, we go, oh, it's, it's just, it's, you know, China's crazy. They're doing the same thing in the U.K. Right? They're talking about doing the same things in Europe, and, and it's, it, it, it's like uh, 
uh, it's almost like this thing is spreading and getting worse and not better. And, and part of the problem is they've created so much money that you're seeing all of this money flow in. Like right now, it's ramp up the energy sector. And it all takes off. Uh, we, we saw it with lumber prices, and we saw it with copper prices and iron ore prices. And, and again, we're going to see the same thing in the metals price. As soon as everyone's like, uh-oh, the Fed has it totally wrong. All of the things that they said were going to happen aren't happening. And, and again, these disruptions, just to give you an idea, all of these factories are going to be shut for the entire week, Jason. Wow. You know, yeah. some, sometimes it seems, Joe, that uh, <clears throat> the Chinese economy and the U.S. economy are being timed to crash together at the same time. Doesn't it feel like it's they're trying to get it all at once? <laughs> it, well, this is, listen, that's the, I hope you're wrong, but it's starting to look a little scary. Think of the narrative, because Joe. We Listen, nobody's ever seen this before. No. At least, at least in our time. Nobody's seen this before. When you take the United States and you take China, you're talking about well over half the world's GDP. This is enormous. And and Jason started the show with a really good point. Don't be fooled by, oh, well, it's China. That's China's problem. Uh Uh-uh. Most of China's debt is still in dollars. I mean, they didn't start really forcing uh, renminbi uh, trades until about the last 18 months or so. Kind of right along the lines of COVID, right? Right before COVID, probably about two years now. But a lot of this debt is in dollars. It's securitized. It's in these dark pools that hardly ever trade. And then all of a sudden, how do, when do they trade? And you know when they trade is when a company needs money. And right now in China, Evergrande being the largest, but it's spreading there. And I've seen all kinds of reports now where others are starting to have issues. And all of a sudden, they're like, well, I've got I've to either file bankruptcy or I've got to sell it either way it gets sold, whether it's in bankruptcy or whether they sell it before bankruptcy. And then all of a sudden, all of these banks, all of, in all of these dark pools, they all every bank in the world has them marked at full value. They do. I mean, there may be uh, a few out there uh, uh, and companies that are so bad that maybe they've marked them down a little bit. But by and large, they're priced at full value. And the problem is, is it's not like they get sold at 95%. All of a sudden, the reprice went from full value to, it could be as little as 15 or 20 cents on the dollar. And all of a sudden, it makes the whole banking system insolvent. That's what happened during the financial crisis, Jason. 
the banking system became insolvent because these dark pools actually traded and traded for so much less than what the banks said they were worth, they were essentially out of business. And look how heavy all the banks are in cash right now, as if they're getting ready to swoop in and buy all the uh, crashing when it's, when, it's, when it's said and done, Joe. Look at how much cash they're holding right now. Just That's waiting for lot. it to go down. They're going to just swoop in and grab everything, pennies on the dollar, when it crashes. It's a lot. Uh, durable goods came out today here in the United States. Uh, it was the, the one big piece of economic data. Uh, the headline number was okay, up 1.8%. I mean, that, that was decent. Uh, but in durable goods, you always got to take out Boeing and military. And when you did that, uh, what they call that uh, durable goods X transportation, uh, it actually missed. Uh, it was supposed to be up a half of a percent, was only up two tenths of a percent. Uh, they said the the headline print that beat was a seventy seven percent surge in aircraft in aircraft parts and it's so funny the way they allow these to book uh like if someone ordered say someone uh told boeing hey i'm gonna buy 50 planes from you and boeing's gonna deliver those planes in like five years boeing actually books them the month they called the place to order uh but again bad news for gdp uh as far as the u.s is concerned there patreon radio news hour we'll be back after the break Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Jason, it sure stagflation may be the best we can hope for right now. Uh, stagflation just simply means, hey, GDP isn't what it was. You know, look at GDP it, it, earlier this year. You know, six, six and a half, four. Right now, now we're talking about GDP a lot closer to two percent, and and think about how much prices have gone up just to get two percent growth. Now it appears uh, China is headed for at least a major slowdown. You know, I probably misspoke because I want to say either last week or the week before. I was like, I, I don't think China goes into recession. Because it's really hard to go from 7% GDP to a negative number. <laughs> I mean, that's it, it's so massive. You're all, it's almost like uh, that can't happen. Well, the, the, it is the country that has ghost cities with nobody living in them. Right. And now you start thinking about, wait a minute. Their commercial property and, and residential property markets look like they're in free fall. Energy costs so much that China has ordered its factories to close. And and really, the the simple reason is everyday people won't be able to pay their power bill. So think about this now. Think about the Chinese. Listen, they're just like us, right? The average Chinese, you know, hey, I just put my boots on. And I go to work every day and I come home. Hey, I'm just trying to make the monthly payments. If all of a sudden the electric bill was, I don't know, 100 renminbi, and now it's 500 renminbi, well, pretty easy to say, well, you know what? 
that 400 renembi they're not spending on eating out. They're not spending on going on vacation, right? They're not spending on this. They're not spending on that. And all of a sudden now, you get panic. Throw panic in there. And people stop spending altogether, Jason. Yeah, and I don't think you can get stagflation in America uh, as, as long as we're the world trade currency and they can just print the world into oblivion. So I, something's going to have to change. That's, that's what the whole thing's going. There's going to be a change. It's all something, something is, you know, this is a Ponzi scheme. And when it comes to the end of the road, uh, while we, we want to keep the Ponzi scheme, we just need to reshuffle the deck, right, Joe? You need to change the rules uh, so that they can be, you know, Reevaluate the value of every country and every economy in the world, and, and uh, redo and, and hit the restart button. But that's that's a painful process, Joe. The last time was World War II. I was a, a world uh, a world economic reset, and that and they called it World War II, Joe. Yeah, that's a. I didn't want to think about that. Another world war. We have a world war, Joe. It's against an invisible virus. They, they will need to bomb each other. We just have to have some uh, something to war against, right? Well, that that could be. You know, you bring up a great point. You know, you talk about hey, uh, the UK's got military out there because they're 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 trying to prevent everybody from hoarding gasoline because they said at the rate it's going, ninety percent of all gas stations in the UK are going to be out of gas this week. Could you imagine having to go wait in line for hours? And then get oh well you can have five gallons, and you're like but I need, I need at least twenty gallons to get to and from work every day. Well I'm sorry you can have five. You have to figure out how to get to work. You know that'll get you to work one day. You're gonna have to figure out the other four days. Uh, and then how about this in New York? Right this this vaccination uh, requirement now New York says. A, uh, a bunch of their hospitals are going to not have enough employees to stay open by these force mandates. Uh, there's the Erie County Medical Center in Buffalo says that it is going to have to fire 400 of its employees and say that it's not practical. And, of course, you know, we told you the governor of New York, well, I'm going to bring in foreigners. Uh, she said that last week. Today she said, I'm, I may have to call in the National Guard. Well, that's great. But does the National Guardsmen know anything about nursing? Are they doctors? Right? I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, if they, I guess if they wanted to, you know, handle traffic duties or something, that could be okay, Jason. But we're talking about medical stuff, and it seems like... We're just forcing this upon ourselves. Well, Joe, and Joe, when you when you take the freedoms away from a society, you do it over a period of time, and, and usually in the cause of some sort of a war, uh, and and uh, you just get used to you know when they say it in the news all the time now the new normal. So let's just take nine eleven for example, just as as the last loss of freedoms before this new this new stage. It, it was not normal to have to be probed. And electrified, and and to go through uh, an examination just to get on an airplane, but now it's normal, isn't it, Joe? It just your great point. It's a great point, and now it's just normal. Just to give you an idea of the size of this, this is just New York alone. They're saying that 
uh, New York's got 450,000 hospital workers. They say 16% of those. So what is that, 55,000-ish, something like that, 60,000? Remain unvaccinated. They said nursing home workers. Uh, The number's a little higher there. 83% remain unvaccinated. Yeah, we didn't even talk about teachers. Didn't even talk about them in New York, uh, and and all of this. I don't know what's going to happen, right? What are we going to do? Close down all the nursing homes? Close down all the schools? Close down all the hospitals? Patriot Radio News Hour. I know it's a lot on a Monday. Final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Like I said. Uh, Got a lot going on. Uh, Metals plant shipments are rocking and rolling. Uh, We'll be all cut up here by the end of the week. So anybody that was waiting for any Silver Eagles, whatever it may be, everything's in and and heading out the door to all of you. Uh, By the way, Jason, now I'm hearing uh, Massachusetts. Get ready for this. This is coming everywhere. The state police, 20% of them remain unvaccinated. And they're submitting their resignation letters. Uh, crime already sky high yep. all over the country as the uh, vaccine mandates. A lot of these states uh, have set up different time frames. And, and now, you know, we're sitting there, we're talking about supply shortages, worker shortages, this shortage, that shortage, and, and just making the, the problem even worse. Uh, and, and again, especially when you're talking about uh, your police departments, your fire departments, uh, your hospital staff, uh, the, the very dangerous times that we're living in, that's for sure, Jason. Uh, just, I, again, I don't know. I didn't, you know, when we did the China story last week about it was going to shut down uh, some manufacturers, and I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe, I doubt it. And then all of a sudden this morning, Every major uh, tech component, if you need some tech component, it's shut down. Uh, And they're not shutting down for a day or shutting down for a shift. Uh, This initial one, it's it's a week-long shutdown to start. We'll see how long it continues. Uh, When you look at the cost of energy, when you look at the cost of shipping, when you look at the cost to actually get people to come to work, uh, then you start throwing around these mandates and these people saying, listen, I'm not coming. I quit. How does how does that happen? It's going to it's going to be a wild end of the year. That is for sure. 